A warm welcome from all of us here at Holy Rosary Parish in Burlington. Join us in prayer as we share with Father Martin the Lenten readings and homily for today's Holy Mass. A reading from the book of Exodus. In the wilderness, the people thirsted for water. And the people complained against Moses and said, why did you bring us out of Egypt? To kill us and our children and livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord, what shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock at Horeb. Strike the rock and water will come out of it so that the people may drink. Moses did so in sight of the elders of Israel. He called the place Massah and Meribah because the children of Israel quarreled and tested the Lord, saying, is the Lord among us or not? The word of the Lord. Tested me. 
A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we, will, while we still were sinners, Christ died for us. The word of the Lord. Thanks. Thanks be to God. reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his children and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But the one who drinks of the water that I will give will never be thirsty. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. 
Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then his disciples came. They were astonished that he was speaking with a woman. But no one said, what do you want? Or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. She said to the people, come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Surely no one has brought him something to eat. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. Do you not say, Four months more, then comes the harvest? But I tell you, look around you and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life so that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from that city believed in Jesus because of the woman's testimony, he told me everything I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. My dear friends, these next three Sundays of Lent this year are providing us with three awesomely powerful Gospels all taken from the Gospel of John. 
that are very highly symbolic and in their different ways and narratives are going to reveal just exactly how wonderful Jesus is as the one who has come to be our Savior and as we hear today in particular, our living water of life. Oh, how wonderful it would be to just luxuriously spend a great deal of time reflecting on all the different aspects of what is in this gospel today and meditating upon its meaning for our lives. But alas, that is not going to be happening. I have a letter from His Excellency Bishop Crosby, which I am going to be reading to you at this time. And as I read it, uh, there will be some little editorial additions that I will need to make here and there because of highly rapidly developing situations, of course, and, and all the applications to our own situation. This letter is dated on the morning of Friday the 13th of March, and I think it's very important in this situation that we always know exactly when things happening, since they seem to be changing pretty much hour by hour. But he writes as follows. Dear parishioners, as the situation regarding the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak is changing rapidly, I wish to advise you of the following measures to be taken in the Diocese of Hamilton effective today out of an abundance of caution and concern. The first of them is attendance at Mass. Those who are ill or who experience health concerns, including compromised immune systems, flu symptoms, or colds, are asked to refrain from attending Mass. There is no obligation to attend Mass when you are unwell. At this point, I need to intervene by saying that as many of you are well aware, it is now to the point in the last two days where we as a diocese are almost surrounded now by dioceses. The Archdiocese of Toronto, the Diocese of Peterborough, yesterday even the Diocese of London that have directed that the celebration of Mass on the weekend be cancelled, and that is effective this weekend. Please do not be surprised, and I'm sure you won't be, if we in the Diocese of Hamilton end up finding ourselves in that position next weekend. I'm not saying that because I know it or anything like that, but don't be surprised. And do pay attention to uh, news that will come from our own office and on our website and in the news media and so on to inform you of the situation as it develops. At this point, there is no felt need to stop having daily mass or devotional practices such as the Stations of the Cross on Friday night, funerals, wedding, this kind of thing is all still being planned to continue but it might very well be the case that we will not be gathering for weekend mass next weekend. The holy water fonts and stoops at the doors of our churches will be emptied until further notice, 
And you will have observed that we have followed that instruction. There is now a crucifix sitting on top of where the holy water used to be, and we would recommend that you just acknowledge it as you come in. It probably is not wise to have everyone touching it any more than they would be touching holy water, but at least to recognize there the suffering Christ who is united with us. Hand washing. Ministers of Holy Communion, priests, deacons, and extraordinary ministers must wash your hands thoroughly with soap and hot water before and after Mass. Provisions for this will be made in the church sacristy. Paper rather than cloth towels should be provided beside the sink. And I assure you that Father Mike and Janet and I are fulfilling this request in order to be ready for the distribution of communion today. While on the matter of Holy Communion at Mass, the bishop goes on. Until further notice, Holy Communion is to be distributed only in the hand. Those who prefer communion on the tongue must understand that this practice puts the person who ministers communion, the recipient, and the person behind them in the communion line, and so ultimately the whole community, at risk. Parishes are to refrain from offering Holy Communion from the chalice. Only priests and deacons may receive from the chalice. Of course, it is not our practice to make the chalice widely available here anyways. Holy Communion to care facilities. Those who visit or bring Holy Communion to senior care homes and health care facilities are to follow the directives of the facility. That isn't really proving to be much of an issue, as it would seem that they have all closed their doors to us anyways. Government advisories. Please heed advisories from government officials. These may affect parish life and liturgical events even further. And then there is a prayer of Pope Francis, who has composed a prayer to Mary, health of the sick. We are a people called to prayer. It is available on the diocesan website. Please pray it often. The diocesan website is hamiltondiocese.com. My intention is to read that prayer to our Blessed Mother, Health of the Sick. Last night, I said I would be reading it at the end of my remarks and completely forgot to do so. So today, in order to ensure that I shall not have forgotten, it is going to be the closing prayer of our petitions at the end of the Lord Hear Our Prayers. And one other thing to add, which the bishop has already alluded to and which is only common sense, and that has to do with the sign of peace. It is really not going to make much sense at this point for us to be exchanging the greeting of peace with one another by touching one another. Just a simple bow or acknowledgement, a nod, wave, a little peace be with you that we utter will be more than sufficient for the time being. All these things sincerely in Christ and Mary Immaculate, Bishop Douglas Crosby, Bishop of Hamilton. I just want to add a couple of things concerning cancellations and non-cancellations. Please be aware, I have been asked to announce that the, um, well, first of all, the activity that always takes place on Mondays, 
the collaborative of the various Christian churches in Aldershot that is called Out for Lunch and is held at St. Matthew's Anglican Church that is suspended until further notice. And likewise, the Tuesday afternoon activity of cards, of bridge that takes place here in our own parish center, its organizers have declared that that too will be suspended until further notice. Two things that at this point at this point, we are still planning to carry on with until further notice. One of them concerns what we announced last week, which is the retreat afternoon and evening for students in grades four to eight that is scheduled for, Sat for Friday, March the 27th. At this point, that is still planned to be taking place and registration forms for that purpose are available on the long table in the narthex. Any further information that you need, please contact Mary Edmonston to inquire. And the remaining thing, and you will see this in the parish bulletin, where, by the way, you're invited to take pretty much almost anything you see in there about upcoming events with a grain of salt at this point. But one thing that is being referred to is the traditional Lenten evening that takes place, as we have announced it already, on Tuesday of next week, the 24th of March. That has traditionally been a Catholic Women's League sponsored event known as a soup and bun evening, a simple evening meal followed by a speaker. We are still retaining that, but in a significantly altered form. The soup and bun dinner dimension of it is not going to be taking place at all. Depending on the speaker and his availability and need, we may still very well be having the event, but it would begin at seven o'clock, and it might be in the parish center or in the church, or there might be a time of opportunity for devotional prayer and the rosary in the church. Stay tuned for further information concerning that. But again, we have no guarantees on that. And obviously, if we do not assemble as a community next weekend at all, then you can guarantee that that event the following Tuesday is canceled entirely. At this point, then, that's about it that we have. But hopefully we will continue to pray for and to support one another. And Pope Francis' prayer to Our Lady. O oh Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people and all of us, you know what we need. We are certain that you will provide so that, as you did at Cana in Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us, he who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection, and he who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. We hope that our podcasts have been inspiring. And now, our pastor, Father Martin, offers a few closing words. Thank you for joining us. I offer a special greeting to members of our parish family unable, by sickness or other reason, to worship with us in person, and to anyone visiting our parish via these podcasts. 
Lent is a time to deepen our faith through prayer, penitence, and charity. We pray that our readings and homilies help you to prepare to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, at Easter. Just as we display ashes as a mark of our faith on Ash Wednesday, please share the readings and homilies with others by inviting them to our website where they can find them all day by day. What a great gift to present at the altar on Good Friday that you helped spread the good news of our salvation. For those joining our podcast outside our parish, we look forward to welcoming you in person at our Holy Rosary Church in Burlington. To learn more about our parish community, please visit our website at holyrosaryburlington.com and be sure to share our site with family and friends. We do look forward to hearing from you, so please email us with your comments. And thank you for your prayers and support.